The spirit of performance is what defines Acura. And now, it's electric. Introducing the ZDX, Acura's most powerful SUV yet. Crafted using the same formula that brought them electrified supercars and multiple IMSA championships, the ZDX has track-tested performance that packs an energy all its own. Unlock the energy and order yours at Acura.com. Trent Rush. This is Brandon Marsh with the Los Angeles Angels and 66ers baseball. This is Joe Adele here with the Los Angeles Angels. I'm Tori Hunter Jr. You're listening to the All Angels Podcast. What is going on, Angel fans? This is Dan with another episode of the All Angels Podcast. Uh, if you listen to our last podcast, you kind of know what this one's about. I was lucky enough to talk to Martin Gallegos. Uh, he's the beat writer for MLB.com, and he follows the A's uh, throughout the season. And so we are um, starting our AL West preview uh, leading up to, obviously, spring training and then, obviously, opening day further down the line. But our first one, again, is with Martin Gallegos of the Oakland A's. Um, before we get to him, I got to have a quick second to talk about our sponsor, MyBookie. Again, um, the big game's over. Uh, Super Bowl was actually a really, really good game. Hopefully, you were able to come up with some money through that big game. But if not, don't worry. There's plenty of opportunity left in front of you, especially if you are a college basketball fan with Mar- March Madness right around the corner. But if you are not a member of MyBookie, now's a good time to join because if you down, uh, deposit – you know, let's just say $300, my bookie with the promo code chair will match that initial deposit up to $1,000. And with March Madness right around the corner, it is a perfect time to get into that and get some extra cash to spend. But definitely check out my bookie. It's at mybookie.ag. Use promo code chair and they will match your initial deposit up to $1,000. But like I said, my next interview is with Martin Gallegos. Um, and here it is. So we're here to preview the AL West as we get close, closer and closer to opening day. And the first team up on our preview list is Oakland A's Martin Gallegos. How are you doing today? Hey, I'm good, man. How you been? I'm doing really good. Uh, he, he's a beat writer for MLB.com, so he, he follows the team everywhere it goes. So I kind of want to go back a little bit to last year. Um, the Oakland A's win 97 games again for back-to-back seasons with a team like like the A's payroll, how do they continue to be so successful? You know, I think it's just finding these guys who, uh, you know, are kind of diamonds in the rough, you know, I mean, and not just the division, but really the American league, you have a lot of these high, high profile teams who, you know, spend a lot of money and the A's have kind of improved that, uh, you know, payroll a little bit. They're no longer really at the bottom. They're, they're, they're creeping up with the pay in terms of payroll, just because of, you know, um, guys going through arbitration and all that. But, um, you know, in terms of, you know, winning back-to-back these last two seasons, 97 wins in the wild card game appearances, um, it's just been a, a mixture of, you know, making trades a couple, a few years ago that, you know, weren't really fan favorites at the times. So, uh, you know, they traded away some popular guys and 
got some criticism for it, but those prospects have come up and contributed. You know, they've found these guys in free agency who really were kind of given up on by other teams and they're able to squeeze out talent uh, out of them, you know, for a year or so guys like, you know, I, I think back to 2018, their first 97 win season, and uh, they picked up guys like Edwin Jackson. He was like, you know, ended up being the heart and soul of that team. And, uh, you know, he was a guy that was given up on by the Nationals and, you know, wasn't sure if he was going to play, you know, in the majors again. Um, and they seem to find those type of guys every year to fit in with these young, talented guys that they already have, like Matt Chapman, Matt Olson, uh, Marcus Simeon. Um, you saw some some younger guys come up as well last year. So it's really a mixture of just, you know, finding the right veterans to come in and, uh, you know, buy into the, the uh, plan that Bob Melvin, the A's manager, uh, sells to them, you know, in spring training that, you know, it's all hands on deck. You know, it's no real big star in here, but they know they have a talented group that if they work together and work hard, they can compete with anybody regardless of, you know, how much money they spend. And you kind of mentioned it a little bit, um, you know, the infield, the corner infielders, especially if you were to tell me at the end of last year that an Oakland A was going to be third place in MVP voting, I would have guessed it would have been Matt Olson, Matt Chapman, one of those guys. But talk about Marcus Simeon, like I said, third place in MVP voting, MVP voting last year and pretty much career highs across the board. Were you expecting something like that, like a breakout year for him? Or was that just a surprise to you as it was um, us uh, in Southern California? Uh, you know, I mean, we always knew that he was a pretty talented guy. Um, but, I mean, to have expected what he did last year, I mean, I don't think anybody expected that. I mean, he just went off, um, you know, literally was one of the best, you know, maybe you could say top five players in all of baseball. And, um, you know, the thing about him was he was just consistent all year. You know, Matt Chapman and Matt Olson, uh, two of the guys you mentioned, had great years as well. Uh, Matt Olson dealt with an injury earlier in the season, and Matt Chapman towards the end of the year, uh, the, the numbers kind of curtailed a little bit on him. Um, and, you know, every guy in that lineup seemed to go through at least – somewhat of a slump except for Marcus Sim. He was consistent throughout the year from opening day to the final game of the season. Um, and he, he carried that team in that leadoff spot. I mean, he was breaking records that weren't touched since, you know, Ricky Henderson around here. And when, when you start approaching that, um, you know, it's a pretty good season. So um, to have expected this, I don't think, I don't think anyone saw it, but um, it, in a way it doesn't surprise you because if you look at the way this guy works uh, day in and day out, you just, you come out to a game and, and watch the way he handles his, uh, you know, pregame uh, routine, his pregame infield drills, hitting. Um, he's always looking to get better. And that's something that has been cool to see since he joined the A's. I mean, when he first came on, you know, he was, you know, might have been the worst defensive shortstop in baseball. And to have seen the, the growth of the last three or four years, you know, to have become a gold glove finalist and to become an MVP finalist, um, it just speaks to, you know, the, the tireless work ethic that he puts in. You know, he's, he's always had a lot of talent, but it's really, I think, that work ethic that separates him um, from the pack. And he's, he's always looking to get better. And, um, you know, last year I think was just – kind of the culmination of all that hard work that he's been putting in all these years. And, you know, he's, you know, in his final year, free agency year, and we all see guys, you know, kind of go off in their final year before free agency. So we'll see maybe even if he can put together an even better year. I mean, the A's would love that. But, um, you know, he's certainly established himself as, you know, a star in this league. I think people can't really uh, let him fly under the radar anymore. Something that the A's has seemed to find consistently whether it through kind of what you mentioned earlier guys is getting picked up or trades or whatever it, it is quality pitching um us angel fans have a hard time finding that but what is it about the a's that seem to find guys that at least just just get it done maybe not the most flashy guys maybe not the best 
you know, stats that you look at, but just seem to get it done year in and year out. You know, they, they have, I think a lot of that goes to their scouting. Um, they up and down the organization, um, very good talent evaluation, um, whether it's guys like Gil Patterson, their, their uh, pitching director, or, or uh, you know, even guys like David Forrest, Billy Bean, Billy Owens. Um, these guys can, can identify, you know, good pitching when they see it, even if, you know, these guys are struggling in other uh, clubs. Um, you know, they look at certain factors, you know, such as pitching in, in the Coliseum. Um, and obviously pitching in the Coliseum can benefit a lot of guys. So they they look for pitchers who, you know, could be maybe a little bit more pitch to contact guys, fly ball guys. Those guys tend to have a lot more success. I mean, you look at a guy like Mike Fires, he had a career year last year. Um, and really when he came over from Detroit in that trade, uh, 20, 2018, um, you know, a lot of people weren't expecting much from, from that deal. Um, you know, he was, he was a, a solid pitcher. Um, but when he came to the A's, he, he came in and became their number one guy. And it's because, you know, he felt more comfortable pitching in Oakland and you look at the, the home road splits, definitely he's a better pitcher in Oakland. I think you know, last year I had a good year overall, but, um, definitely pitching in Oakland helps him a lot. The foul territory here, um, you know, I think a lot of pitchers just feel more comfortable pitching here. And, um, you know, they got good talent evaluation and good coaches. Uh, Scott Emerson, you know, he's not a guy who is really well that known about around the league, but um, a lot of the pitchers on the staff, even once, once they leave, you know, I'll go back and talk to these guys and they rave about him. You know, he's just um, a guy who, you know, helps you come up with a good game plan and feel confident going into the game. So um, all around, I mean, the organization just, seems to have a knack for for developing good pitching and we're starting to see it again i mean they've, they've got a lot of pitching depth this year incoming um, not just their starting rotation but guys in the minors who could be knocking on the door pretty soon and you know it's just the accumulation of talent over the years that they've been able to develop yeah talk about that minor league depth a little bit is, is there a name that that sticks out to you that will be up with the a's at some point this year and possibly make a um, a big impact on the team yeah, you know, I think there's a there's, they have a few guys. Um, you know, you look at uh, as far as pitch on the pitching side, guys like James Caprillion, who they got uh, a few years ago in the Sonny Gray trade from the Yankees. Um, he was a guy who was you know very highly thought of. I think a first round pick, you know, in the Yankees organization. Um, and you know, he had some some injuries uh, that forced him to miss. You know, pretty much, pretty, pretty much missed the whole whole season a couple of years ago. He came back towards the end of last year. Um, starting to get that velocity back, you know, throwing in a 95, 96 mile per hour range. He's a guy who um, is probably going to go back to starting this year. And, and um, he's definitely on the radar in terms of making an impact as soon as, you know, this upcoming season, maybe in a, in a bullpen role, you got guys like Grant Holmes, um, you know, Dalton Jeffries, who had a crazy uh, walk to strikeout to walk ratio. He's coming up. Tommy John, a uh, local kid from uh, UC Berkeley, another first round pick. Um, he's probably going to start this year in AAA, and he, he's another candidate, whether it's in a starting role or a bullpen to come up in 2020. Uh, I'd say those three guys, Caprillion, Holmes, and, and Jeffries, either all three or, or you know any mix of those guys, I could easily see them coming up and helping out, similar to the way guys like Jesus Luzardo and A.J. Puck did uh, last year in the bullpen. I think those guys, you could see them come up and, and uh, try to contribute maybe in September or maybe even a little bit sooner, like August, especially in, in the bullpen, which right now kind of looks like a – question mark if they have one question mark it is kind of the bullpen there's a couple open spots there if they need a guy to to help solidify that area um they won't hesitate to call these guys up they, if if they feel a guy's ready you know they, they they're aggressive with these guys no they'll, they'll move them up the system pretty fast 
Now, going into the offseason, um, as we record this, we're less than a month away from pitchers and catchers reporting down in, in uh, Arizona and in Florida. Um, you know, the big names, you know, Rendon, obviously, with the Angels, and then uh, Cole with the Yankees, and, and, and so on and so forth. What are some of the moves? Obviously, there weren't the big splashy moves um, that some of the other teams made, but was there any moves that you really liked um, this offseason by the A's? Uh, you know, I mean, there weren't, there wasn't, like you said, there wasn't a whole lot that was made. Um, I think their biggest move that they were involved in was trading away jerks and pro far to the Padres. Um, and they, and they got a couple guys in that deal. Um, Austin Allen, who's projected to be their backup catcher, pretty good hitting catcher, uh, fielding wise, you know, I've talked to some scouts who have said maybe he needs some work there defensively, some polishing, but as of right now, um, unless they go out and sign a veteran guy, which is a possibility, um, you know, maybe on a minor league deal or something to come in and compete. Allen looks like that guy to be the backup catcher to Sean Murphy, who himself had some injury issues last year. So he could be called on, called upon to play a little bit more than your average uh, uh, backup catcher. Um, but that's certainly – he's a left-handed bat, which they need. Um, they're very right-handed heavy. Um, Allen's a guy who, you know, his like I said, scouts have said his defense needs some work, but his hitting – um, I've heard is pretty advanced for, for a guy his age. Uh, I've heard some Stephen Bolt comparisons, which gets A's fans excited. Um, you know, they've gone out and, and made, you know, minor moves, like gotten Tony Kemp, uh, who's going to come in and maybe uh, compete for a second-base job, maybe in a platoon role. He's a guy who, you know, was a popular guy in Houston. You know, the, the vision knows him pretty well. Um, you know, not, not a guy who's going to be, you know, a groundbreaking-type player, but, um, you know, the they, they find these guys and, like I said, squeeze some talent out of these guys. Um, they went out and got some bullpen help with a guy like TJ McFarland, who um, his numbers didn't look that great last year, but they saw some things in him that they think, you know, pitching at the Coliseum, pitching and, you know, with this defense behind him, he can be a little bit better. He's a ground ball pitcher, uh, which they love. You know, he could get that double play in, you know, c- certain tough situations, a lefty, which they needed. Um, they only had one lefty in the bullpen with Jake Diekman, so he adds, you know, a little bit more help there and he can get righties out which is going to help with that uh, new three batter minimum um, being a lefty you can get both guys out you know you don't have to worry about him potentially you know running into a bad situation there so really I mean it's just there hasn't been any major moves I think the more exciting part for the A's heading into this season is getting a full season of those guys who came up in September last year guys like Jesus Lizardo, AJ Puck, Sean Murphy um, you know A's fans got a taste of what they could do in the majors last year now they're going to get a full season out of them. Hopefully, you know, uh, assuming you know these guys can stay healthy, um, we'll get to see those guys how they fit in with you know the guys who are already established on this club, like a Matt Chapman, Matt Olson, um, you know, Sean Manaya, Mike Fires, you know, with the pitching side, um, how these guys kind of develop, you know, having having these guys to look up to in the majors. One guy that the A's that didn't tender a contract to this year um, out of the bullpen was Blake Trinan. I mean, this guy in 2018 went from a sub one ERA to um, an ERA close to five in your eyes and watching last season, what do you think was the the issue and, and why he wasn't able to capture what he did in 2018? Um, you know, I think part of it was, was injury. You know, he was dealing with a lot of, a lot of injuries really, after the second half, it seems like it just kept getting worse for him. Uh, he had some back issues. Um, you know, he, he had some arm things as well. So I think injuries definitely played a part in it. Um, and, you know, it, it, I think a lot of it is, you know, a product of just the volatility in, in general with 
with relievers. I mean, it's very rarely you get guys who, um, you know, from year to year are that great. Now the, the complete, you know, turnaround from, from being an all-star to, you know, just, you know, losing the closers role. It was pretty, that was pretty severe. I, I didn't, you know, expect that. That shocked me how, how uh, difficult of a season he was having, even with the injury troubles, you know, but, um, um, you know, he's, he's a guy who I think obviously, you know, you saw the Dodgers gave him, you know, a pretty good amount of money. So they think he's a good bounce back candidate. The A's wanted to bring him back. Um, but once they saw the price tag for him that the Dodgers were throwing out there, I think it was just, uh, you know, too much for them uh, to spend on a guy who they saw, you know, something change from him. And they think, you know, he could get better, definitely get better from last year. I don't know if he's ever going to be that dominant closer he was uh, in 2018. Um, that was that was just downright crazy. The numbers he put posted that year it was historic. Um, really, what he did. Um, but I think somewhere in the middle, you know, is is the type of reliever he is. Um, but you know, they've got an all-star closer and Liam Hendricks, who came out of nowhere last year and kind of in a similar way to to Blake Trainer in 2018, really carried that bullpen and you know, was pitching, you know, two innings at times and, and helping shorten games. Um, you know, he's a guy who who uh, seems to be, you know, he's changed up his regimen to, you know, throw harder now. Um, and he and he's challenging guys a lot more. You know, this is a guy who was almost out of baseball a couple of years ago. And now, you know, he, he returns coming off the best, without a doubt, the best season of his career um, in that closer role, entrenched in the closer role. Um, so they feel good about about that right there. And, you know, they've got other these other guys, veteran types like Juice Merrill Petit, you know, Angels fans know um, he's still going strong. Um, seems like he's getting better with age, which is, which is crazy to think. Um, and they got another guy in Lou Trevino who uh, a couple years ago was dominant as a rookie and kind of hit a sophomore slump last year. Um, they're hoping he can, you know, bounce back a little bit. But I think um, with Trinan, it was just the price tag was too much. And, you know, coming off a bad year, you know, they, I think they thought, okay, you know, we're okay. Let him go somewhere else and, and try to bounce back. You know, we're trying to win now, um, and we think we've got other guys who can replace him. So down here in Southern California, Orange County area, um, Angel fans I think sometimes are too critical of, of the Angels sometimes and maybe are over overpraised Angels at, at, at times. But I'm interested in your point of view being – in the division, seeing the Angels, you know, obviously up there in Oakland and, and coming down here in Anaheim. But what is your, um, you know, I guess scouting report as a, a way of putting it of the Angels going into the 2020 season? I mean, I think the lineup is, you know, scary. I mean, I think I, I talked to a couple of the A's players uh, this over the weekend. They had their A's fan fest, and um, you know, they were they were talking about the the lineup and you know, up and down. I mean, you look at a trout. Rendon, Otani, Pujols, you know, Upton, um, it's just, it doesn't stop. You know, they, they've got threats up and down the lineup. Similar to, you know, the A's have a good lineup too, but I mean, you look at the star power over there uh, that the Angels are putting together, it, it's crazy. But at, on, at the same time, you know, you look at the pitching side, you know, it's, it's I think, you know, all around the league, that's kind of the uh, the question that everybody's going to be asking is, can the pitching hold up? You know, you you can score a lot of runs, um, and, and sometimes a really high-powered offense can mask some pitching lows. Um, but there comes a point where, you know, you get close to the postseason where pitching kind of takes over. Those those top-of-the-line type of guys kind of show their stuff, you know. And, and if the Angels have that, you know, I don't, I don't know. You know, they've, they've got some good pieces. I know uh, me personally, having watched, I think I saw every start Griffin Canning made against the A's. I, I like that guy a lot. Yeah. I think he's going to be really good. 
And I think um, a lot of the A's players feel the same way. I know I talked to Bob Melvin about him, you know, a couple times last year, and he, he's you know worried about him for <laughs> for giving him headaches for the next few years. So, I mean, they've got pieces there. I think you know Heaney, you know, is a good player as well. Um, but I think just overall, it's kind of a wait and see mode to see you know how the pitching holds up over the course of a season. You know, the Angels tend to kind of go after these guys and try to get them to bounce back, you know. But, you know, you saw with Trevor Cahill and Matt, Matt Harvey, those type of guys, sometimes it can backfire. Um, but the, I think everyone is, is weary about, uh, you know, that, that lineup. That lineup is going to be whew, tough tough to deal with for any any pitching staff, for sure. So, um, you know, they certainly got better, for sure. And, I mean, everyone in this division, I think, outside of the Mariners who are kind of rebuilding, is going to be a tough, tough foe. Um, you know, the Astros, I think, are still considered at the top there. The A's are right behind the Astros, and the Angels certainly did a lot to uh, try to, to close up that gap between them and them and the A's, I think. And the Rangers, the same thing. I mean, they've quietly put together a pretty good starting rotation, and their lineup is certainly nothing to sneeze at as well. So another thing that I, I wanted to talk to you about, and we're almost done, I want to thank you again for, for the time that you're taking out and talking with us. Um, the Oakland Coliseum, the Raiders are gone. Uh, your neighbors, uh, the Golden State Warriors are gone. They moved out of Oracle. Is there any news, anything kind of being rumored that could happen with the A's, whether it just kind of totally revamping the Coliseum or getting a whole new stadium? Yeah, so there, uh, you know, the, the the Coliseum, I think, site is something that is still kind of secondary. They want to get a stadium done near the waterfront um, down in downtown Oakland. Uh, Jack London Square. It's a beautiful site. Um, if if anybody you know, if you go online and and look at some images, I mean, it's it's a great place to have a stadium. The only thing is, you know, it's it's tough to get anything built in you know California, anything brand new. And the Coliseum site would seem to be a little bit more of a safe bet, uh, given the land that they already have there. But you know, they're they're trying to hit a home run here with the stadium, and they've got a president, Dave Cavill, who uh, has experience getting these type of deals done. Um, he was. Uh, responsible for a big part of getting a, a stadium done for the uh, San Jose Earthquakes of the MLS here uh, a few years back. And now he's trying to do the same thing with the A's. You know, it's a little tougher with MLB. Um, you know, it's a bigger it's a bigger operation, bigger stadium. Big, um, and Oakland is, you know, it's been kind of a, a, you know, they've been trying to get the stadium for decades now, it seems like. But, um, you know, they're pretty close. They're pretty far. They're, they're far along. You know, they're pretty advanced in, in terms of, um, you know, getting deals done with the, with the state capital and, and getting some you know certain uh, certain uh, votes passed to to continue moving on. And you know, Dave Cavill over the weekend at, at FanFest uh, told us that um, you know we still got a plan to get shovel in the ground by 2021 and a and a opening date of 2023. Um, it seems you know it's pretty close, but he, he's confident in it. Um, I think this summer is kind of the final hurdle in order to, to get everything passed when you get to the environmental report, uh, environmental impact report. Um, and, you know, we'll see how that goes. That That's going to be a big vote this summer. Um, but if they get that, it's pretty much the light at the end of the tunnel. Um, so they're, they're, they're thinking a 2023 open for a brand new ballpark right there at Jack London Square downtown, which would be great for them. I mean, as like you said, the last team in Oakland, you know, the Warriors moved across the water and, and the Raiders are going to Vegas. So, I mean, Oakland is really, you know, and they need they need the A's, you know, uh, you know, just to have, you know, that that one, 
you know, franchise that they can all rally behind after losing these other two teams. And, uh, you know, they've done a good job of, of kind of taking advantage of that. Um, being the only team in Oakland, they take a lot of pride in that, and they want to stay in Oakland. And right now it seems like it's in a positive state. I don't think there's any danger of them, you know, moving somewhere else right now. I don't think that's uh, something that's really uh, a worry around here. You know, not like, not like it, you know, maybe in Tampa Bay, you know, there's that whole thing with them going to Montreal or whatever. That's a little bit more of a tough, uh, a little bit more scary situation over there. They just had a, a ballpark deal fall through and, that, you know, who knows what's going to happen there. But I think here in Oakland, it's, it's all been positive momentum. And even the, the commissioner, you know, every time he comes out um, has, you know, positive news on, you know, how things are moving along. So I think uh, it's optimistic here around here that, the, that they're going to get a new stadium done. And it especially helps that they've got a good team right now that uh, is starting to get slowly but surely a little bit more fans in the ballpark uh, as each season goes along. That's good to hear because I really hope they get a new stadium up there in Oakland. So um, I'm not going to hit sit here and ask you for a prediction of, of record because I know there's a lot of variables, injuries, you know, a guy gets hot at a certain point or stuff like that. But what I did want to ask you is just finish this sentence. The team that wins the AL West will have blank wins. You know, I think, uh, you know, with the Astros, there's certainly going to be a, cl- a cloud over them. And I don't, I don't know if they, they're that same 101 team. Um, I'm going to go with 96 wins for the division. And then kind of go piggyback, piggybacking off of that, the two wildcard teams in the AL will have blank and blank wins. Man, as we saw last year, I mean, that, that, that wild card race came down to the end. There was, you know, it seemed like four or five teams and then until like last week. And the A's, you saw 97 wins, got them a, a wild card spot, and the Rangers were right behind them with, I think, 96 or something like that. So um, I'll go right under the, uh, the, the West uh, prediction, but I'll say around 90, 93, 94. There's going to be a lot, of, a lot of competition there. Awesome. Uh, go ahead and, and let the people know your Twitter and, and where they can read your stuff if they want to kind of, you know, uh, uh, get ahead of, of the Oakland series when, when you guys do to come, ten, come to town or when the Angels go up there. So go ahead and give your Twitter. Yeah, I appreciate that. Yeah, um, yeah, you can just follow me on Twitter. Um, that's probably you know, the best way to get uh, any news. You guys want to know what's going on with the A's? Uh, Martin J. Gallegos. And you can read my stuff on uh, MLB.com. Um, athletics.com and uh, yeah looking forward to it man I know the uh, you know the A's and Angels rivalry hasn't really been that uh, that big over the last couple years but I think you know with the Angels making some moves here and and I think being a little bit more more figuring to be more competitive next year you could see that heat up a little bit which would be nice you know to have that California two teams you know strong again yes definitely Uh, thank you again for your time and and hopefully we run into you down in Arizona for spring training Hey, what's up? Johnny Catfish here, ambassador for Groom Goon Beard and Body Care. Are you tired of your beard feeling rough and not so fresh? Do yourself a favor and do what I did and check out www.groomgoon.com. Groom Goon carries a variety of beard oils and beard and body soaps that will leave your beard feeling soft and smelling great all day long. Don't just take my word for it. Go check it out for yourself. Again, that's www.groomgoon.com. And at checkout, use discount code CATFISHTHEGOON, all one word, CATFISHTHEGOON, and receive 15% off your purchase. Why choose Groom Goon? Well, because your beard deserves it.
This is Hood Vicious. Listen to my show, The Punk Corner, on KJ Epic Radio, every Thursday from 5 p.m. to 7 p.m. And again, I want to thank our special guest, Martin Gallegos, to kick off our preview of the AL West with the Oakland A's. Um, if you guys want to try and find more information about the Oakland A's and kind of get a better idea about our inner division uh, rival, if you will, definitely check him out on Twitter. It's Martin J. Gallegos on Twitter. That's G-A-L-L-E-G-O-S. So what's going on with this now is that obviously you're listening to it this uh, podcast. Johnny and I are going to be back in a couple of days and talk about what we think about the Oakland A's and that's kind of going to be our weekly theme now. We're going to put out an interview with a person that covers a certain team in the AL West and then we'll come back and talk about our thoughts about A, the interview, and B, kind of our thoughts about that team going into the 2020 season. So we want to know about your thoughts and ideas about that certain team. So definitely check us out email us at allangelspodcast at gmail.com or even our social media networks and both Twitter and Instagram are exactly the same at halo underscore haven. Um, But we want to kind of keep this next podcast that Johnny and I are on uh, strictly about that team that um, is being previewed. So right now, obviously, it would be the Oakland A's. In the future, it would be like the Rangers, the the, uh, Astros and Mariners and so on and so forth. So, um Definitely, if you have an opinion and you want to you want to um, voice it or a question about the Oakland A's, definitely reach out to us at allangelspodcast at gmail dot com or on our social media at Halo underscore Haven. But that's kind of what we're doing for the next couple of weeks. Um, but also, like always, we ask you to rate, review, and subscribe to the All Angels Podcast. Help us spread the word. Help us. Um, get more angel fans connected leading up to the 2020 season. But like I said, Johnny and I will be back. We'll be back fairly uh, this week to, to talk about what we think about the Oakland A's again. Thank you, Martin Gallegos of MLB.com. He covers Oakland A's and definitely check it out. If you're, if you're interested in learning about teams that are in a division that the angels play all the time. So I would say definitely check it out. So until then we will talk to you later and have a good day. There's no distance too far for the perfect trip. Hi, checking in for... Or the perfect table. Hey, where are you? Coming! And when you get access to Resi Priority Notify with your Amex Platinum card... Hey, this looks amazing! I'm so glad you made it. And travel benefits at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel. It's worth the trip. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at indeed.com slash match. Just go to indeed.com slash match right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. 
Indeed.com slash match. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. I want to tell you a story. It's a story about a scandal, broken relationships, gossip, rumors, money, corporate rivalry, and a broom. A performance-enhancing broom. My name is John Cullen. I'm a comedian, podcaster, and for 20 years, I was a semi-professional curler. And I want to tell you the story about how a single broom almost imploded the 500-year-old sport of curling. We felt like we were bringing a knife to a gunfight. It's the story of a superstar and his fall from grace. Oh, I was being dragged through the mud. It's the story of two brother entrepreneurs with a dream. <laughs> I said, that's great news. It's a story of intrigue. I still don't understand why we want to keep his name secret. The full story has never been told, so I'm going to tell it. Broomgate. How a broom almost killed curling. It was a year I'd like to forget. To listen to Broomgate, search for Broomgate in your favorite podcast app. That's all one word. Broomgate. What makes a life a good one? Is it the adventure you have? Or the friends you find along the way? Maybe it's pursuing your passion while striving to protect, defend, and save what you believe in every single day. So, what makes a life a good one? In the Coast Guard, we think it's all of the above and more. But you'll have to find out for yourself. Visit GoCoastGuard.com to learn more. 